0: Hi, this is Deb from the Relatives to Reality podcast. Here's another segment that Mike and I did. Again, the information is a little bit older, but still relevant. Hope you enjoy.
1: Wake up, America. It's time for some political talk. You politicians out there, I sure hope you're listening. You spend millions of dollars doing polling and trying to figure out what middle class, middle America is thinking, how we tick, what's important to us. Well, if you listen to this show, You'll find out, and it won't cost you a penny. Topic for today. We had some exciting news in the news. (laughs) It begs to ask a question. It's about time that we had the grown-ups running this country. I got a chance to listen to some of the hearings today and yesterday with Mr. Barr, our attorney general, who was calm and collect. The senators were asking them lots of different questions. And I was just amazed how straightforward, honest, and how, how grown up this guy was talking to the Congress. And most times, people are politically dancing around and trying to sugarcoat it. There was none of that. One of the senators came out and asked, did you ask Mr. Mueller to help write the summary that you submitted to Congress? And Barr sits back and says, no, it's my report. Straightforward, simple answer to a direct question. Where has this been all my life? Straightforward, honest, most of my life, I've been waiting for a president to get into office who told it like it is and ran the country like a business. I don't have to be a Donald Trump fan, but what I am a fan of is how he thinks and the business sense Straightforward honesty. You can't believe the press. The press all day long saying he's lying. But if you follow, you know, the list of things he said he was going to do, one by one, he's checking them off. And now he finally has someone in at Attorney General who is a grown-up. He's already written a straightforward report that is a summary of Robert Mueller's uh, two and a half years of work, which. Probably should have lasted about three weeks. You know, he's got another grown-up with him. So now he's not the only one, which is great to see. The media, the press, don't even know what to say. They came straight out and asked him a question. And while he was answering, he turned around and said, I firmly believe that the Donald Trump and his campaign was being spied on. And they absolutely went crazy. In fact, another senator uh, a few minutes later asked him to correct his statement because cable news was flipping out. That's embarrassing. He told it like it is. If someone from the outside is eavesdropping on a campaign, that's spying. It's a simple definition. Why they're making a big deal out of it, I, I have no idea. What are your thoughts, Deb, about using the word spying versus illegal surveillance?
0: Call a spade a spade. There you go. If that's what we call it, why should we change the name?
1: Yeah. It, it was
0: spying.
1: You don't let me sugarcoat anything, do I? No, you know?
0: we don't sugarcoat anything yeah. in our home or you any know? anywhere.
1: One of the reasons why we are sharing our thoughts with all of you, you know, we do this every day. While we're driving home from work, from her car to my car, we talk while we're eating dinner. And, and yes, we do throw things at the TV <laughs> while we're watching the news at night. We like it straightforward. And I'm sure most of America, we don't have time to waste trying to go through, through the weeds with these guys. The politicians, I am so sick of being lied to. I want honesty, brutal honesty. We're getting a little bit of it and it feels so good. I just wish there was more of it. You got some guys out there like Nunes, who's doing a spectacular job out there. Um, there's many more. What happened? That's the way it used to be.
0: Yeah, and I happened to be listening to um, Fox and Friends this morning, and they played a clip of Maxine Waters, one of her hearings that she had, when she called the big banks down. Yeah, <laughs> to interrogate them, I guess is what you want to call well, it. And then she, turned thinks around she
1: thinks she's powerful.
0: And turned around and made herself look foolish because she thought that the big banks were still dealing with our student loans when they haven't had anything to do with student loans since 2007. How could you not do your homework?
1: You're in charge of... A a, committee. A a financial financial committee. committee. And you don't know that the U.S. government is the one that does all the student loans for the past 10 years. That's embarrassing. How out of touch. I've heard it said multiple times that the majority of the people in Congress do not have an IQ as high as the average American. It's embarrassing. How are we electing some of these people? We have a a congresswoman from New York, which I'm sure we all know, Cortez. She's out there sucking all the oxygen out of the Democrats, you know, with this new Green Deal. Really? How can you stand there and lie to the world that we have 12 years left? We're all going to die. Can anybody say, remember Al Gore? You know, we don't even belong being here today. Al Gore said it was all over with. The United States was going to be underwater and we're going to be eliminated from the world. We're still here.
0: That's very reckless for somebody of her stature to say because she does have the younger crowd following her on all social media. And it's very reckless to say something like that.
1: And the problem is, is the media today doesn't let the truth get out there. You really have to dig hard to find out the truth. And we have found when the Democrats lose, they try to change the rules. Let's stick to that point for a second, because it's very ironic. It's the whole reason why the attorney general is or was in a hearing for past two days, because the Democrats changed the rules. Now, I'm dating myself here a little bit, but way back... And Bill Clinton was president, and a terrific gal named Monica Lewinsky was introduced to the world. By the time Kenneth Starr finished that report, he had to answer to Congress, and he had to submit a full report to Congress. And inside that full report of thousands and thousands of pages were every single detail that came from every witness, and a lot of those details were salacious. Except
0: people just didn't
1: need to know. I can't even smoke a cigar the same anymore. The Democrats didn't like the way that worked out. So what did they do? They changed the rules. So they made it that a special counsel, such as uh, Robert Mueller's special counsel, has to report to the attorney general, which, you know what, makes perfect sense. I do not argue with that whole thought. Because grand jury testimony and testimony from witnesses may or may not be truthful. And that should not be dumped out there to the world. And that a law enforcement person, a prosecutor, such as an attorney general, should be able to take all those facts and weigh them. It's the right process. So I'm not even upset with them changing the rules. But here it is today, and those rules don't fit them. They want the whole report, every salacious detail. Why? Because it helps their cause. They want to change the rules again. There they go. Let's be honest. I mean, why do they... Talking about changing rules, good old Dirty Harry, Harry Reid, um, back a few years ago when they weren't able to get their judges approved because the Senate was uh, evenly divided and they could not get 60 votes for their judges. So he changed the rules. Once again, Democrats don't like what happens. They changed the rules. So they made it so that every judge that had to go through the Senate confirmation hearing would be... Approved on a 50 vote majority. Well, that worked great for them for the next two years. They tried to get as many judges as they could through because they had the 52 votes that they had. Well, Republicans took over. Now, Trump becomes president. The only judgeships that weren't allowed to be voted on the 50 you know, on the majority rules, which is 51 votes, was for the Supreme Court. Well, Trump had the same problem that the Dems had because it was very evenly split uh, Senate. So they changed the rule for, hey, why not for the Supreme Court? You did it for all the other judges. So they changed it. Oh, my Lord, the Democrats blew a gasket. But you know what? They, they started it. You know, Trump just finished it. Well, actually, it wasn't Trump. It was McConnell. But but they, he, he finished it. I mean, they did 99% of the work. I mean, they just pushed it over that last 1%. And since then, they have been able to get two Supreme Court judges through. And uh, and I think the country's better for it. It's still not, a, it might look like a conservative court, but it doesn't act like a conservative court. There's a few there that do lean both ways. So it's still a crapshoot. Uh, and I'm sure over the next couple of years, another sh- seat's probably going to open and that could change everything. So we have a lot to look forward to. So changing the rules. If you lose, change the rules. So thinking about that, changing the rules, what did they just recently lose two years ago? The presidency. Donald J. Trump should never have won. All the polls were saying that Hillary's going to win. Okay, really? Did you believe those polls? I couldn't find a Hillary sign for 100 miles.
0: I told you and you kept saying, Deb, Hillary's going to win. Hillary's going to win. I'm like. Don't believe the polls. I'm telling you, do not believe the polls.
1: As America spoke out. Because Donald Trump, you know, think about that. A billionaire can relate to the American people better than any president in my lifetime. Just think about that. I he mean, he has
0: the pulse on America. He
1: does, and I, mm-hmm. and it's. I'm not saying he understands, you know, the price of bread when you go and check out or price of milk. I'm sure he doesn't buy his own, but he does understand about hard work and wanting to succeed. And he's he's very simplistic. Less regulation, less taxes, less government, and business will grow. That simple. Unemployment's the lowest in practically recorded history right now. Mm -hmm. They just announced yesterday that it's at a 50-year low. That's longer than most people that are listening to my voice have even been alive. So it's impressive. Because Trump won, which, by the way, I could speak for a whole show just on that night. It was so exciting. But because he won, what are the Democrats trying to do again? They're trying to change the rules. What are they trying to change?
0: They're trying to make uh, 16-year-olds be able to vote. They are trying to get rid of the uh, electoral process.
1: They're trying to allow illegals eligible to vote. So once again, they lost, so they want to change the rules. What does indoctrinating their 16-year-olds into, if they lowered the age to 16, Really, 16 can't even drive a car at 16 as if they lower the age at 16 well, that
0: depends on what state you live in
1: that is true actually i'd be happy if they they up the age to 21 to vote i think 18 is not even old enough to really understand the implications of what you are doing mm-hmm. you and i spend hours and hours de- looking over the ballot and who and who's on the ballot and who we should vote for Long before we go, the vote.
0: Yeah, we do. We sit down. If we don't know who that person is, we uh, Google them, video, watch their stance on particular things that we um, stand for. We do our homework. And we do this a week to two weeks out before we even go to the poll to vote. Yep. So when we go to that poll, we know exactly who we're voting for. Yep.
1: And we are blessed. Every state should have early voting, if you ask me. What a blessing. Her and I will stop on our way home from work. We'll meet there. We zip in and out in 10, 15 minutes instead of waiting to Election Day. I mean,
0: and we always go together. That's our thing.
1: Yeah, we always go together. And then we go out to dinner afterwards. We you know it's a special day. You know, it's it's a privilege to be an American. I travel for my job, and I'll tell you, every time I come back to the United States, I thank God that I'm back and that I live here. It is a it's, it's a privilege to live here. We have it so good, and I'm hoping others uh, get to travel the world and, and understand what I'm saying. And in the past, when I did travel, Obama was a joke. I mean, I was in China. They were laughing at him because he was such a pushover. It's not that way now. The United States has gravitas now and it is uh again a privilege to see that when i'm when i'm traveling but let's get back to the rules changes they want 16 year olds to vote and you got to give them credit that's a smart move they've been indoctrinated since they were in kindergarten about the environment and about everything for free type of mentality, of course they would want it for free. That's all they know. Their parents have been giving them everything their whole lives. So asking 16-year-olds to vote, I mean, that is just really smart on the Democratic side because they're brainwashed. Until you're in your mid-30s, you don't really understand what it is about less government, less taxes, leave my family alone. You really don't learn that until you get a little bit older.
0: And we both came from Democratic families. And uh, And we're conservative Republicans. uh, We're We're
1: conservatives. (laughs) Republicans come with it because they're really the only conservatives. If I found a really good conservative Democrat, I might vote for him. But you can't just tell me you're a conservative. (laughs) Actions speak louder than words. And hopefully most of America thinks the same way. With all that being said, 16-year-olds, I know it's starting to lose its steam a little bit. I think they kind of got laughed out uh, on that one. But uh, don't turn your back on the Democrats because they'll do it middle of the night in closed session. They'll, they'll find a way.
0: Don't ever put anything past them. Do not mm-hmm. fall asleep at the wheel because if you do, we're going to wake up and this country is going to be ruled by these Democrats that are trying to get into office or are in office, like AOC, mm. we really have to open our eyes and watch what's going on.
1: And we'll do a, a future show on the, the on the candidates that are running and maybe break down uh, and go up against Trump. And at this point, I think uh, Wall Street is giving Trump a seventy percent chance of reelection, which you know my gut says it's probably more like ninety percent, but. Between now and Election Day, is and anything can happen. They can find a a woman from 35 years ago that did something to Trump and blah 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 blah. It's silly season, you know. It's election years. Let's think about more important things that they're trying to change. Trying to change to 16 years old. They're trying to get illegals uh, registered in the and being able to vote. More importantly, is they want to do away. With the electoral college and you know i think I, I just heard a thud out there in the audience because the electoral college is a little bit of a complicated uh system but if you think about your, your local elections if one guy has 500 votes and the other guy has 501 votes guy with 501 wins it's done by uh whoever has more votes and there's some really interesting ways they break a tie if by chance each guy had 500 votes Um, You know, some places flip a coin, some pull a card. There are some really funny old rules that are still baked into some local government rules. But that being said, you know, if you're a senator running, that's still a state election. It's still kind of local still. So if he wins by one vote or more, he becomes senator. But we don't have a mechanism, or at least we didn't have a mechanism to elect a federal person, which is the president. So, Our founding fathers, you you got to give them credit of how smart they were to do something over 200 years ago that to this day is still so relevant. And yes, they have three equal branches of government. Again, brilliant. How to elect the president uh, using the Electoral College. Again, brilliant. And the Democrats want to get rid of it because their candidate had won the popular vote and Trump won the Electoral College by a landslide, by the way. So they didn't like that process. And you it might say, sound like a really simple idea that, hey, Hillary got more votes. She should be president. But really think about it. The whole purpose of the Electoral College is to put the power in the hands of the states, in the hands of the people, us. So each state has its own election for the president. If you go to North Dakota, and president wins by 10,000 votes then their electoral vote goes to Donald Trump. Unfortunately, North Dakota, South Dakota, Maine, Wyoming, they each have only one electoral vote. Just so few people actually live there. The more people that live there, the more electoral votes you have. So there's 538 in total. And you wonder how you how'd you get the 538? That's a weird number. It is kind of a weird number. We have the way the Electoral College is set up is it's all the members in Congress. There's 435 House of Representatives, and then there is 100 senators. So that's 535. And a few decades ago, they decided to give three electoral votes to Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia. It's not even a state, guys. It's a district. So they gave them three votes, to be fair, because so many people live inside that district. That's how you get 538. So half of 538, for those mathematically challenged, is 269. You could technically have a tie. Hillary could have had 269 and Trump could have had 269. But that very rarely happens. Trump had 305, I think, 307. He won quite easily. You wouldn't have known that that night. The electoral process allows each state to elect the president in its way, and then it gives them their electoral votes. If you didn't understand how you get your uh, representatives, it's all based on the census. So every 10 years, they do a census, and more and more people are migrating south. So New York and Massachusetts and Connecticut, they used to have all the power. They used to have lots of these electoral votes. Of course, California has the most of anybody, but more and more people have been migrating south to the Carolinas, to Georgia, to Florida. Florida is now the third largest state in the United States, and it's got 27 electoral votes. That's a lot. So going back to just using the uh, number of, you know, the popular vote to decide the presidency takes away the majority of the United States. It, it, It isolates the victory to just a handful of big cities and big states. You're talking California, New York, uh, Florida, and Texas. Because outside of that, if you win by 40 million votes in uh, California, it wipes out the entire middle of the country. And so none of their votes would count. So that's the beauty of the electoral process. It's each state, you win it, You get a certain amount of electoral votes, and then you just keep on going from state to state to state. If that was the case, during an election cycle, the candidates would only visit four states. There would be no need to go anywhere else. It's all four states or nothing. So it would, um, I don't think that's fair to the rest of the country, because I don't think the values in Wyoming are the same as New York City. There might be some common things, different priorities. And the president is President of all the states, not just four states, and we should be proud of it. So as far as we're concerned, the Electoral College and our founding fathers, I mean, it was brilliant. It would, and if you know, if you really think about it, the ability to change the Electoral College uh, would take, not only would it have to get through the House and the Senate and signed by a president, but it would have to be ratified by 75% of the states. That's just not going to happen. It just never would happen. Don't count the Democrats out because what they could do is state by state is change the meaning of the electoral vote, where um, you could split the vote. The winner takes all. They could split it where the loser gets, you know, the percentage wise. You know, gets if you have forty percent of the vote, you get forty percent of the delegates. If they kept doing that to all the states, that would change radically um, the landscape. For a presidential election, and that's not the way it was designed. It's not what our founding fathers designed, and shame on them if they try superseding the wishes of our government. So it'd be embarrassing. So the third thing is what there have been, and you, you have to think about this. This has been a long-term plan. Democrats, year after year, keep promising they're going to do something. We're gonna, we're gonna fix the border. We we need. Immigration reform, we need, uh, we got to make uh, inner cities uh, more, uh, housing more affordable and inner cities safer. Okay. They've been saying this for 30, 40 years. Why Why are you still voting for them? We still got the same issues we had back in the 70s. But they keep making the promises, they still get reelected, and they are still doing the same dance. But on the side of immigration, they've let, I mean, I won't say let, but they allowed access to our country year after year after year really buried the story until we've got nearly 20 million illegals in our country. 20 million. So now they're saying they will, they should have access to healthcare. And now because they're working hard, they need to have driver's license so they can get around and they can prove who they are. And now they're taking it a step further is hey, you, you got a driver's license. You can vote.
0: Easy Easy. way to get them a
1: driver's license. What a way to try to grab 20 million new voters. They're willing to give them everything, or at least say they're going to give them everything. They never follow through on their promises. But um, it's very interesting, this long-term plan trying to grow their base. It's It's a survival mechanism. And I've been saying practically my whole adult life, if the media told the truth and didn't have a biased slant to the news. They just reported it like in the old days. President Kennedy was shot. If they just reported the news and didn't give their personal or business slant to the news, there would never be a Democratic president of the United States. You can't sell that. Give me all your money. Give me all your money. I'll let you keep a little bit of your money. You work all week. And you give me your paycheck, and I'm gonna take care of all these other people because I know how to spend your money better than you do. You gotta trust me. That's not gonna sell. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It is not gonna sell. And there's a reason why there's no liberal, successful liberal talk shows because you can't sit there and lie to the people for three hours a day, every day. You might get away with it for the first month or two, but they're gonna call you out. And that's why these shows don't survive. And why are the biggest radio shows in history, why are they so successful? Because they're telling it as it is. Someone like a Rush Limbaugh, he's been around for 30 years. He's on six, 700 radio stations every day. How do you b- become that successful? You're telling it as it is. And people respect that and listen. That's what our country needs more of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely.
1: I come home from a hard day. I don't sugarcoat it. I tell you as it is. I appreciate everybody listening and tuning in to us. You know, we have a lot more fascinating topics to talk about. Debbie here, she, she is a uh, hardcore news buff, listens to the news from five in the morning to, you know, throughout the day, on and off, and again at night. She's well-informed, uh, and she has a great perspective on, on the the female side of things. We don't always agree, but we talk about it. America, it's a privilege to be here. I want America to still be here for my children's children's children. And the way this country's is heading uh, with some of its ideas and, and some of the politics, uh, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned.
0: And that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast is to get that out there, pull people in who are average, everyday Americans, just like us, who don't have the time to sit and tune in like like we do. I try to listen to the other side as much as possible. I just can't do it because I know they're lying. They're lying to the people. This is our way of getting our side out there and letting people hear our voice. And you're not alone. We're right there with you. We want to get in the t- trenches with you and fight the fight. This is going to get nasty.
1: Sim- simple soundbite. Stop the lies. Let it be real, and I'll vote for someone that tells me they want to give me nothing, but they're going to be honest with us. Hope you tune in again. Good night, America.